All right, we're going to get started. Um, we're recording and everything. Yeah, okay. All right, let's call the meeting to order. Sorry for that delay for technology purposes. Um, um, this is this is the um, meeting of the community president, the Milton Community Preservation Committee. Um, and um, let's call it to order. Let's uh, take a roll, pick the roll. Um, Whatever. <laughs> um, I'm Tom Callahan, uh, chair of the committee, and I'm present. Wendy? Hi, I'm Wendy Garpa, uh, representative of the Conservation Commission. Joe Duffy, Housing Authority. Pete Jackson, member. Ted Carroll, High Commission. Kathleen O'Donnell, member. Cheryl Tugayas, member from the Planning Board. And Jenny. Uh, Jenny Russell on Zoom, um, member. Vice Chair. Great. All right, we have a quorum and uh, let's get started at um, 7.15 here. Um, approval of the minutes um, from July 26th, I believe. They've been circulated. Do I have it here? July 27th. 27th, okay. Um, do I have any comments or a motion? I move to approve them. I have a motion from Kathleen, second from Ted. Any other discussion? Uh, only the question between on the minutes, it says July 26th. Yeah, I, 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 yeah, I thought I looked it up and it was July 26th. Okay, it is July 20, the minutes of July 26, okay. 2023. Um, thank you, Joe. Um, all right, hearing none, um, all in favor? Oh, I uh, need to do a roll. Yeah, uh, Ted. Ted seconded. Kathleen nom uh, made the motion, and Ted seconded. Um, so, uh, call the roll. Wendy. Yes. Joe. Yeah, okay. Um, Jackson, yes. Pete. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Ted. Yes. Kathleen. Remember whether I was there or not. Um, I think you were. Yes. Um, Cheryl? Yes. Jenny? Yes. Tom? Yes. All right. Um, all right. The first and or the first substantive agenda item is the report and discussion on evaluation criteria for scoring projects. So this um, will probably be the lengthiest conversation we have tonight, but um, but it, uh, it's a good conversation. Um, Pete, um, has done some work on this with Linda. And um, so um, I'm gonna share my screen and pull pull up the, uh, uh, old, the old scoring criteria. So we have that displayed in front of us. Some of you have it in front of you, but others may not. Um, and, um, and, and, um, and then Pete, if you could maybe start out by walking us through uh, the memo that you and Linda uh, collaborated on and uh, some of the recommendations. So Pete, the floor is yours. Thank you. Um, after we evaluated and voted on projects last year, we had a discussion with the committee about the uh, scorecard and um, whether there were things some people felt there were items that should be changed and 
Um, there were a lot of questions that came up. So uh, Linda Weld and I agreed that work as a subcommittee to suggest some potential changes or at least a process to get there. Actually, this scorecard was last year because I don't think um, one that I sent out. Okay, because we didn't have, I don't believe, those uh, rating criteria of five strongly agree or one strongly, whatever. Yes. Strongly disagree to disagree because um, there was a lot, a lot of variation in assigning numbers to the various criteria in order to create um, this. And so one of the suggestions we had um, was to give more guidance in the story um, so that everybody was more consistently in the way they applied the numbers. I think the main um, one of the conclusions that Linda and I came to is we didn't want the system to be purely a numerical rating that went you know, everybody rated people independently. We just took that highest rating projects and funded them until we ran out of money. That this is a guide for discussion, but not really a hard and fast rating um, criteria to determine who gets grants and doesn't. So we want to emphasize that. And whether we put them on a sheet somewhere, I don't know. Um, the other, another discussion we have, and based on our results last time, is we found that the open space and recreation projects almost always rated highest, and the the housing rated lower and the preservation rated lower because the criteria seen a lot of the way the criteria were worded, they were easy to say there's a lot of public access, public visibility, things were identified in the CPC and our plan. And so they, the open space and recreation just generally created rated um, uh, higher on a lot of those criteria. So they floated to the top. And there was a concern that if people we're looking at numbers and came back and said, well, our project created high decided not to fund us. Um, you know, how would we justify this? So one of the ideas was that perhaps we have a separate scoring sheet based on um, the category. So there would be a scoring sheet for housing, a scoring sheet for uh, the self-preservation, one for open space and recreation, and that the criteria developed were specific to that category. And it was weighted so that each of those categories had the opportunity to get the same amount of points, whether it's 50 points, 60 points, whatever, so that there was an opportunity for a housing project or a certain preservation project to compete more fairly in terms of numerical ratings um, in terms of that they rated higher. So, um, we didn't want it to just be a numbers game. So the hope that Linda and I had, when we tried to get this, uh, people get discussion happening a little earlier, so then we could perhaps for this year really develop separate scorecards if that's what maybe chose to do. Um, I think it worked fine last year because one, we did rely just on numbers and we were able to fund every project. So there was nobody who didn't get funded that would come back and let me see your rating system and you know how we could do with this. So um 
I don't know if we have time for this year's rating or if it's just continuing thing to strengthen on this program. But the idea would be that that the relevant weight given to each of the criteria would be different for the different categories. No, I mean, I'm not thinking. We could, you know, I'd love to hear notes, and we could certainly develop a different score card for each one. I mean, because I mean, obviously, the, the question for affordable housing is whether the application is publicly visible. What mm -hmm. checking on people's records, yeah, so. um, so that you wouldn't have the same sort of criteria, criteria. and that they should be balanced so that each category had the ability. You know, to earn the same amount of points. If we have the highest is 50 points, the housing project should have the same opportunity to score 50 points or whatever as a. So. Yeah, but you know what I mean? The problem is if you have to do affordable housing, I mean, you know, those categories stay pretty separate. So just because affordable housing only scores 25, you can only spend the affordable housing when you're on affordable housing. Um, this can't get except that. The only one that's reserved is the 10%. Yeah. And then we got the yeah. unreserved yeah. things that we're giving out among the other ones. And so, you know, yeah. I don't know whether this can be done for this year's since we're not yeah. that far away. And, you know, whether somebody takes on doing an affordable housing score sheet and somebody else takes on doing that sort of reservation. I think Linda would be happy to do this sort of preservation. She was very concerned that it's sort of preservation wasn't when it did really show up very hard. Can I go back to Kathleen's point before I forget it? Um, with, the, with the housing, mm -hmm. you're assuming that it's all going in one direction to the affordable housing trust. This year we made that but no, I right. we asked Mr. Bailey to apply to the trust, you know, for to try to get some funding. But I don't think we've determined that we're not open to something from the housing authority or any other So but we just wanted to put you some categories that kind of equal footing in case people came back later and argued why didn't we get selected, we scored higher, you know. So where we go from here, love to hear any ideas. Well, I'm sure. Looking at this is that a lot of these do apply. So maybe you have uh, group A criteria and then group B criteria, and you put everything in the group A and it applies to, to all of them. And then and then down below you have let's say two or three criteria for each of the those three categories. Because yeah, that might be easier to keep track of that way. And I, I agree with you in, in uh, because if you look at something like sustainability or um, or even um, accessibility, you know, it's, yeah. some of these things just don't apply. But if you think about, you know, some of the application, well, historic preservation for the cemetery, historic preservation for the Milton Park Center, I mean, they're public facilities. So you could say there's some, you know, public accessibility, but it's not like you're, it's not the same thing as a park or something. Right. So I, I do think um, that having something separate is, is definitely smart. 
I like your idea of having common criteria the same or describe it. Yeah. As long as each type of project has you know equal opportunity to get to that level. Um, and then have two or three or four criteria specific to the Right. So when we get so Jenny, Wendy, Ted haven't said anything. I don't, you know, you don't have to say anything, but I just want to give anybody that hasn't said anything an opportunity to 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 weigh in here. If 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 you have. Yeah, go ahead, Jenny. Um, can you hear me all right? Yes. Yeah. I mean, it seems to me that I, I wasn't the, the sound's a little fuzzy, so I'm not sure I got everybody's comments, but um <laughs> It seems to me that this is, again, sort of a straw poll, a little bit function, and that really what we're trying to get at is, in the end, do we want to fund this or not? And where the real um, conversation happens is if it's a yes, becomes the how much, particularly for this round. Um, so I agree with the uh, distinction of having different questions for different categories. I think that makes a lot of sense. Um, and, um, and then going forward to really figure out, um, which this criteria doesn't really address, which is the, how much question that's right. Yeah. That, that remains on the table. Meaning that define what you mean by how much, how much the committee recommends awarding to a particular applicant. Okay. If we have, okay. Yeah. But I think that has to be a debate amongst us when we're awarding the money. I don't think that's on the questionnaire. questionnaire and it's just a kind of, I don't know, because you don't want it to be a numbers game, but I think it's, you know. So that came through in the memo. That's obviously you point of emphasis you've made tonight that it would you and Linda. So I, I guess I want to take a step back here and just ask whether we want to have a scoring criteria. Um, um, so, so one idea for that would be instead of giving each category a, and I suppose this still could be a scoring criteria, but, um, a one through five ranking and adding it up to 60 points and doing a strict numerical thing, they either get a check box in that in that or not um and we have a little more of a qualitative like i guess you could still look at it and say out of the 12 criteria it got eight checks or whatever and four no, no unchecked boxes and but it's taking the numbers the number away um and i'm trying to you know i'm not um i'm trying to respond to the sort of the potential decision of if we have, you know, we're probably going to have projects this year or next year that we don't fund. Right. And, um, we have a highly, and there might be multiple reasons for that. Um, so if we have a, uh, you know, to Pete's point earlier, if we have a highly ranked, um, we have a project that gets 52 points and, um, it doesn't get funding for, any other number of other reasons, um, do we just raise more questions than we're um, with with 
the potential applicants of why we didn't fund that. But well, I don't think discussions, you know, with the officers yeah. the journey over the funding will right. and our discussions are public and people yeah. I people, think the idea with the check mark, you know, somebody could just barely, you know, maybe they may be correctly or not. True. This is very strong on that yep. and how we differentiate it because of check. Yep. Yeah, I think that it's hard to kind of gradate, have a gradation. Yeah. And if you look at some of these, like, was the application in by additional funding to public private funds? Well, when we have a range of uh, dollar amount applications, so that may, may be more or less relevant on um, one application versus another. Mm -hmm. And so if you don't have a way to weight them, it's either a check or not a check, it seems like it could put somebody at a disadvantage. Okay. All right, I'm fine. I mean, I, I wasn't the whole, uh, Ted, yeah. go ahead. Uh, I think he's a lot of work to get that down. Okay. He's very valid, I don't know more pocket right guy, but some of these questions are identified by schools with the recreation player. Um, I like some sort of rating system though, but I think it just kind of gives us like a jumping off point. Yep. And it just sort of separates some of the other projects. And I'm not saying this is necessarily the right way, but, um, you know, is there a way to just eliminate a couple of these mm -hmm. questions yeah. for maybe yeah. this round? If you go through them and say, like, no, we're not going to ask this one is not scorable or this one's not scorable. Well, we're going to one or two others. So, you know, instead of trying to create three, I think the three, I think that's a good idea to come up with three separate ones. Eventually, but I don't feel like we have the time. You can do it on one page. I do it on one page. Uh, I mean, so you, you didn't have a block model. Just sort of say, if, if you go to the general questions, you have the first couple ones that you love, and go find them. And then, you know, it's kind of block this for affordable block that's building space and a block for self-preservation. But you just skip it, you can still keep it on the table. Right. And the reading isn't, you know, project them in at 50 points, in the highest points. But maybe the rest of the way too much money at that. And you can say, like, you know what? I'm not going to, you know, sort of the highest amount. It doesn't mean that the rating system, we have to follow that rating system. Yep. We see it, you know, maybe the, the project just doesn't make sense right now at this time. And, and we, yeah, or or it has potential for outside funding that's you know they can get you know that other projects might not have. I mean, there's a lot of variables that could come into it, but yeah. And and, one question, sorry. Yeah, go ahead. That point yeah. is how much does this funding help leverage additional funding? Mm -hmm. Is really an important question because if the, the small amount of funding here helps them leverage. Yeah, it's that nugget for more funding doesn't yep. really important. Yep. Yep. Yeah, so it helps you spread it around. Yep. If we did want to, I think one of the things that this did for us last year, it got each of the committee members in order to fill this up and at least a degree. Yep. The application yep. I agree. I mean, we could have just four open questions that write a sentence or two about each one. To, to stimulate, so I think I think what I'm hearing is we should stick with the numerical ranking. I think we should make it clear 
whenever we have the chance that it's only one of the factors that we're considering and and maybe we should spend some time at a future meeting thinking about what are those other named factors leveraging ability to do outside fundraising um uh, timing, right? Timing is a big one. Some projects can wait, other projects can't, you know, I mean, there's, there's a number of other sort of factors that we have to weigh as a committee. So it would, it would probably behoove us not only for our own benefit, but for the public's benefit to sort of name those as we move forward. Um, give those different points as well. Like I know, uh, in, uh, in consultants, um, Selection criteria, like say for architects, if I were to apply for projects, certain categories get more points than other categories. So if there were one or two or three things, categories here that um, were uh, more important than another, then then maybe the, the number of points assigned to it would be more. Yep. Yeah, that's you know number five on here that's not given the relative weight here. Yeah, right, right. So you know maybe maybe one. Category you can get one to five points, and another one you can get up to ten points or something like that. I'm not sure what do that? Do you think the best way is to talk this out of the full committee, or should we try to get people to take on drafting something for each of the different categories? I think, I mean, I think it's. I mean, my reaction to that is I think this is doable. I think a tweak of this is doable for this round. Um, and um, Kathleen? Uh, I, think yeah. so. I think my suggestion would be that I think right now, I'm just looking at, you know, more of an idea. Um, <laughs> is that a lot of these questions are general. Mm -hmm. Are what? Are, are general. Are general. Mm -hmm. so, so you do the layout the way we've got it. And instead of community needs and values, you would just put, you know, general criteria. And, and then and then you would just sort of move around. I think most of the ones, I think the first two or three in the CPA funding schedule are actually applicable to all of them. So we can just sort of say, okay, fine, which ones of these are general? Which ones of these do we not need anything? And then the second part of it would be each category. And then we would go back to your memo that we did with Linda about what we felt was missing. Or yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But you can be yeah. suggested. Yeah. We could come up with something, and I think I think that's it. And yeah. Yeah. But I think your suggestion for number twelve, it's like that doesn't apply to all, all three categories. So maybe that's the first part of the market. Yeah, I think that's good. Yeah, yeah. 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 So it doesn't seem like it's as pertinent to our preservation as you know, And this is what more CPA focus areas. You know, that's easy for a park project. That could be a park one, but the you know, housing probably not. It's either going to be housing. Well, no, no, no. no. Okay. Yeah. And it could it could have open space and attached to it. Yeah. 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 Right. Okay. Right. So, is there a desire to do this now, um, or is it? Okay, that's what I was. I didn't know. I didn't know if the committee wanted to dive right into this now and try to do this on the fly, or or have have Kathleen and Pete kind of collaborate and come. 
And if anybody has any other ideas for a criteria, then we'll get that out to people before our next meeting, and then we can vote on it at the next meeting. Can I just make a comment about number five? Yep. From my yep. Last year, being on master plan, yep. the plan for some applicants came to us and asked for support, but not all, and we felt um, in a little bit of an awkward position. Yeah, that. We didn't have criteria. We didn't have all the applicants. We didn't really have criteria. So what we we sort of hedged our letters. So I think this needs to be very specific. Number five. If this is having town boards and commissions, we need to advise applicants of what they need to do then. And and again, it's like it, we have to think about the like the boards are being and committees are being asked to make a decision because like we. No, we have pickleball for one. Yeah, and I think this might as well version as it should be. I'm thinking about people coming in and say, oh, we should have something on Parks and Rec, but they haven't gotten Parks and Rec to sign on for it. That's okay. So that's not saying I've got the support of the, you know, the master planning committee or all that kind of nonsense. It's really, if you're saying I'm coming in as a citizen's group and we want to have X, um, have you got Parks and Rec signed up for that? Because you're using their land. But in our yeah. letters that we sent out to people inviting them to go from the eligibility to the funding, we specifically tell them that they need to get the support of the development. Yeah, well, we have so, so I think this isn't worded as precisely yeah. as I would wish. And it would be hard because to put that on yes. a basis for all the categories because, yeah. Um, you're assuming that every boarding commission, you know, is going to be able to wait equally on every application. Well, they should, you know, I mean, they, you know, parking open space should go and try to get support from the parking department or the conservation commission, this conservation land. Yeah, well, yeah. But they could go into five different things in town, five different things they should go to the relevant, the, the, um, well, you the story one should go to the historic right. and see if they support it. Then every, I would think everyone in each of those categories needs to do the same thing. They should all have the same opportunity. And I know from the last round, it was like really late in the game, um, in the schedule, I should say, that people were able to get on our agendas. And so, yeah, but see, when you don't have the custody of anything, so we're going to ask you 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 to ask yeah. Anyway, I, I'm just raising I mean, it because it needs to be clear, I think, for those boards and committees. Conservation, the housing authority. I mean, could, I mean, I'm just thinking, um, I'm not sure if this is a good idea or not, but uh, combining five and six, um, is the application supported and it lists all of those? Yeah. Applicable town board, commission, community, public, you know, community groups. Um, and just what we're looking for generally is public support, support for the project. Obviously, some projects will absolutely need, right? You can't build a park on parks 
department land right. without the parks department permission. So, you know, that's kind of an obvious one, but there's others. Hypothetically, I could see a good idea that doesn't have official town support mm -hmm. that might be a good project that has broad public support and doesn't necessarily need a town body. Mm -hmm. um, right, right, right. Um, so, um, so we might decide to fund it because it's got community support as opposed to a town board. So maybe combining, yeah. it, we're not, we're not saying don't get a town board to weigh in on it, but we're, we're saying it's kind of broader than that and combining those two categories. Right. Pickleball have lots of support letters and yeah. Yeah. Right. Yes. No, no, no. We, we heard that. We, we, we heard that as well. Uh, Jenny. Um, yeah, I think that's a good idea, Tom. Um, it seems to make sense to keep it more open-ended. Um, I suppose the similar thing could be done about question number eight um, and sort of to sort of rephrase that as to sort of, are there other potential funding areas that could be um, counted on kind of thing. Um, but I was going to bring up, I didn't, did you guys talk about number um, 11? I think we talked about last time that 11, it just wasn't kind of appropriate and sort of, do we really care if there's uh blended projects, does that really matter one way or another? So there was a brief discussion here. I, I think some of us, me included in that, feel like that is appropriate, actually, that it is a goal of the statewide legislation to try to see uh, and encourage blended projects when possible. I, I get your point, though, because some projects just don't have the possibility of, right, it's clearly an open space project and there's not a housing or historic preservation component. So I like adding the question and I don't like penalizing, but I don't like penalize. It's almost like bonus points if you have it um, as opposed to, right. You shouldn't get a zero because there's just no possibility of having a blended project on, on that thing. Right. So I, well, so I don't know how it goes more towards the money part. Because then you would, if you have a blended project, you have two buckets from which you can draw funds. So that's that's sort of a, we don't have the money discussion so much on this page. Once we sort of have the score part, you would then say, oh, well, it's, you know, a project that has. So I'm not so sure that it's a criteria that should be a point. Should be point, point. Yeah, maybe that's the check mark or the plus, yeah. a plus sign or something like that. Or can we just, or we just kind of need to know that. So when people are reading it, then you're thinking about okay, fine, where where's money going to come from? Well, money going to come from two places, three places. Yeah. So All right, so let's take that out of the scoring. Oh, scoring with it down in the notes. Yes. Yep. Yep. And I just say number three, the, the whole reason for the CPC is that I have benefits for the community. So that is redundant. Seems redundant. Well, and then, benefits versus the narrow benefits. Yeah, some projects that are very narrow in scope. Yeah, so two affordable units might seem narrow in scope, but they can have a big implication, right? True. True. So I, I guess it just seems like it's kind of 
Historic preservation, like to objective. It does. Yeah, I would agree with that. It does mm -hmm. feel objective. Yeah, I want to get rid of that question for the mm -hmm. open space recreation. Maybe get it off. That's a good question for administration. I think three and four are good for administration. But whether they're good for everything else. Well, those are the ones that we can move to that headway. Right. No, this is sustainable. Linda and I had kind of a discussion about that because she said, how can we make historic preservation projects sustainable? You know, with the sort of preservation that they can have would be. No, know, but the sort of preservation by its very nature is sustainable. You're preserving something that's already right. there. Right. Instead of those right. that are sustainable. Because they can really apply in the same way. I think it's important that we need them all. I mean, on the housing drives, we would hope that they would yep. use, yep. you know, sustainable energy you know, science design. Right. You know, all of those. I think sustainability is important. These days, to do it, any kind of public funding is updated. For about example, though, let's just say, for like um, thinking of the Milton Arts Center, where we steered them towards the window um, analysis report. You can't really say that's sustainable necessarily, but in, because in the end, what we don't know is would the Secretary of the Interior Standards say you should be, you can replace those windows with something more energy efficient? You know, so they might get penalized for, because there's this criteria and then there's this criteria. So I, I guess I'm just, yes. But the secretary standards, you know, they have different categories for your level of preservation. That's great. There's four different categories of preservation and maybe, you know, putting architecturally correct but sustainable windows in as opposed to putting in a 1845 replica window. You know, depending on what your your um, strategy is, you know, related to the standards. Yeah, I mean, I've I've worked on projects that go through the process with Mass Historic Commission and the uh, National Park and the Risk, and there is some negotiating with them, but it's all in their hands. So we can't penalize an applicant here. I think. Um, anyway, that's just one example I'm thinking of um, for the sustainability. Oh, you could do that. Yeah, but they should be penalized on my point wise. And that's, that's again the thing about mm -hmm. are we numerical or is this just broad evaluation? Yeah, so sometimes it seems like checking the box makes sense, and other times it seems like adding points to a thing that. But I, I, I mean, that and then long term viability. So I don't know, like if you said, okay, you're only going to paint, I'm just using this example, you're only going to paint the windows instead of replace them. Long term viability. I mean, yeah. what are you trading long term viability of the task there to keep the, to keep the wood windows from rotting? It's just kind of a, I don't know, I would find it hard to kind of evaluate on that one for me. Maybe that's just my I also think like in terms of long-term viability, how does that apply to affordable housing? Um I suppose you could look at I think it does. Yeah, construction yeah. documents. Um also long-term affordability. affordability. Yeah. 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 So maybe it's the term viability. Yeah. All right. So 
Other comment, I, Kathleen, do you feel like you have enough yeah. feedback now to go? Um, okay. All right. And then you'll work with Pete and then we'll see a, a draft um, revised scoring card in advance of the next meeting. And then we can vote, we can yeah. discuss it obviously, and then uh, potentially adopt or vote on it, at least uh, adopting a new yeah. scoring card, scorecard for this, this funding round. Okay. Thank you. Uh, thank you, Pete and Linda in her absence and Kathleen for stepping up and agreeing to um, drop the new um, new card for us. All right. Um, report on sidewalks. We've had two sidewalks uh, that some of us uh, have been able to participate us on um, since our, they were. They were. <laughs> they were. Um, so we... Um, I forgot the dates, but uh, at the Milton uh, Cemetery, um, um, Lisa Ahern um, was a great host and oh, and um, and walked us through the old portion of the cemetery um, and uh, really had a ton of knowledge and I think educated us all about about uh, the stones and some of the preservation work that they want to do and need to do. Um, and then Arthur Doyle, um, uh, it was a joint meeting with the, the Conservation Commission, but Arthur Doyle kind of hosted us at the, um, um, what is it called? The Milton Wharf? No, uh, no Milton Estuary. Um, uh, thank you. And we walked into a part of Milton and maybe a little Quincy um, yeah. that I didn't know was part of our town, uh, right. but a beautiful part of our town. So um, I just want to, a number of you were there at one or, or both of those. Um, so I just wanted to open yeah. up any comments, um, uh, conversations uh, from the site walk that you want to, yeah. you want to share. Sorry to miss the after I walked, yeah. but I really did enjoy the cemetery walk and learned a lot. I think it definitely worked. Sidewalks, so yes, um, the, I know there's a more site you want to see really want to see things, not that you want to go to the sites, but you get a job in the whole book. There's some of the old plans, right? Yeah, for those of you who weren't on that sewer walk, they're all on the shared folder, so you can see exactly where we went. And some kind of they were, they were, they were what, what, there's photos or what, what, what's on the shared folder? Uh, the maps that were handed out. The map, okay, yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, Great. Jenny, thank you. Enough. Thank you. Jenny. Well, I, I guess, I mean, site visits are always useful. And I must say, sometimes they can end up being a little um, biased because you have, have had ex the experience of it. So I had more of sort of a process question about the others who don't get a site visit. Um, were these um, self-promoted and self-offered um, or how do we handle site visits in the future and for others? I think that's a good question. Um, I think in both cases, we, um, I think, I, I remember as chair, I think asking them, um, I think we initiated whether or not they'd be open to a site walk. Um, they both obviously readily agreed. Um, so, but to your point, you know, we asked those two and not, 19 others. Mm -hmm. Some projects don't probably lend themselves to site walks. Um, the reason I did that, um, 
to the extent that I, I believe I initiated that, but, um, I'll take the blame or credit, <laughs> uh, for that. But, um, the, that I felt like, um, to me, at least these were unfamiliar, the estuary was an unfamiliar territory. Um, so I had a sort of, I was going to go do it, a site, a personal site walk. Um, and I thought, well, geez, if I'm feeling like that, maybe other members of the committee also have an unfamiliarity. Um, Milton cemetery. I've walked around myself in the past, but I just thought that was such a specialized, um, sort of project, um, that I thought, you know, some more education on that would be, but, but that, that was, to your point, Jenny, that was random. Um, and, um, you know, the Blue Hills Observatory, for instance, we could have easily asked them or some of the other projects. Um, so, yeah, what a, a reaction to Jenny's comments? Or Jenny, do you have suggestions for how we um, balance that in the future? Yeah, I'm not sure. I mean, because obviously it ends up being very time consuming um, to arrange and then to do for everybody right. to see it. But it seems to me that it either should be offered to all or to none, or, you know, that there should be some equity um, around how we, how we engage um, the applicants um, in this kind of way. I mean, I enjoy it. I always would love to go on the site visit. I mean, I think they're great. They're wonderful. Well, from my experience on the planning board, yep. we don't um, go on a site walk on every application. The board decides which ones they think they would like to go on a site walk on. Yeah, I think it depends on the and, interior and, and, of the project. I don't think we need to say one way or the other in a case like this. You know? I mean, the disappointment, for example, I, I don't need to go to look at the park to see that we need baseball diamonds. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know, right. Um, right. whereas, you know, estuary is a completely different subject. You know? But I don't think it should be one way or the other. I think it should be. On the non, uh, on a it's front case rather than Well, I, I, I don't know. about whether I mean, this one for the estuary. Obviously, I got an interest in it because I, I got this plan. I got I found I didn't title it, but you know, nobody knows about this. Um, the cemetery. I think I've been to it once or twice. Right. So I don't know. Yeah, and I think it's puts forth, you know, what what are these people willing to do and go yeah. what lengths are they willing to go to to get funding? Mm -hmm. You know? I and, think it updates our understanding of the obligation. So for me for the cemetery, it, like I got asked for photographs, I think, and and truly the photographs wouldn't have been as helpful as a site visit. So I think it does um I think maybe what the committee could do in terms of the consistent process is in that first application around decide whether it wanted to request site visits and which ones and then and then make the request but I don't think we have to feel compelled to do a site visit for every application. No, no. I think we get more interested we can go on and visit the site or take a look right. well that's what right. I think it is and, I, yeah. right. and I've done that I've done that as a member as a yeah yeah, right. 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 yeah. 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 taking the time to go there it gives a certain amount of weight to that mm -hmm. project mm -hmm. but is it when, when it's good yeah I I think it would be 
helpful if we let applicants know that this was a possibility for those projects that might lend themselves better to an insight uh, into it, um, an in-person site visit. You know, I'm just thinking back to a lot of the questions that folks had about Spalding Garden, for mm-hmm. example, and I think that um, that a lot of those concerns could have been easily addressed if we had a site visit. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah that's a good point. And it would be nice if we could stack them like we do in the Conservation Commission, mm-hmm. for example. <laughs> you know, we set aside one Saturday morning mm-hmm. a month, mm-hmm. and we start at 8 a.m., and Sometimes it goes pretty late into the afternoon, but sometimes not so much. But then we just, you know, stack them every half hour or so, and then we all tour around town, go to the different sites. Yeah, that gets so update on Spalding Garden. It was the first check was cut for them for sixteen thousand four hundred and fifty dollars last week. So uh, yeah. 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 I wrote back to her and I said, your, your, every dime that's been allocated to you has been dispersed. And she was like, tell me what I guess I meant to because I didn't get it. Oh, okay. So, I thought they mm-hmm. spent a whole Yeah. So that's the first victory. Yeah. We're going to have to team. All right. Uh, Jenny, you. Well, maybe just to uh, finish up this discussion, yeah. since I brought it up, um, it may I suggest that um, in the application process, the eligibility process, that at least a line be added that says a site visit may be requested if if deemed necessary by the committee or something like that, um, so that at least it puts it out there um, in a vague enough way that if somebody wants to um, offer a site visit, that is not requested that you know at least it's out there i like that um i was also going to suggest that if there was um and i don't know what the right number is a um a majority of this committee that desired a site visit then we should be asking for one you know like yeah i mean if it's just me right say there was a potential site and i was unfamiliar with it but the eight of they others were not, you don't, we don't need a group site visit for that. I can just get off my chair and, you know, go see it. <laughs> um, well, yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, so, but if there, but the, well, we have to post the site visits anyways. And just the, 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 well, if, if, if you don't discuss that. My understanding is that the majority of the board present, you have to post it, even if you have a lunch and sell us, because we ran into that problem once. You have to post it if there's a majority of the board present. Right. And certainly a public, I mean, uh, something that is formal as a site visit that we requested, we'd right. have to post. Uh, and we'd have to post it even if we didn't know. Like we didn't know when we posted it how many of you could come, 
um, but we posted right. it anyways. By, by the ConCom and the, and the CPC. Right, right, right. And the ConCom didn't have a quorum. We did, I believe, but yeah. So anyways, um, all right. I think that's, Jenny, is a good idea um, about putting on the eligibility criteria um, a site bit puts it on us, right? It's not asking, but a site visit may be requested by the committee. Um, yeah. Um, and it just kind of alerts people. Um, and it kind of, and then puts the, it puts the ball in our court of to request or not to request based on, you know, our interest level. Um, in getting more educated on that project, not our interest level in the project, of course, but our, our, our desire to, um, either see a new site that we need to educate ourselves on. So, okay. All right. That's good. Good suggestions. We can do that for next time. Um, all right. Any other comments on the, the two site visits we did have? Okay. Um, thank you for everybody that um, was able to make it. And I'm sorry the dates didn't work for all of us for, for both of them, but, um, but it, I thought it was a good, a good first experience with the site visit. All right. Report on meeting with town financial personnel. So Pete and I, um, he took the lead on this, but um, set up a meeting. We had several. Um, so Pete, Pete, why don't you report on, on uh, this this meeting that we had a couple weeks ago? Um, Tom and I uh, and Julia went to a meeting with uh, the town accountants, the uh, town treasurer, the accountant staff, <coughs> the assistant uh, town administrator was there, and Josh was there um, to discuss the whole how the financial um, things work in town and reporting things are excuse me. that assistant um one of these in town right now? The one that just came a few weeks ago? Yeah. Was that his name? Yeah, he was on already. Um, oh. Wow. So. Um, that was his only meeting attended, maybe. Yeah, <laughs> so. so then we have a good impression. <laughs> yeah. a, very, yeah. a very thorough and productive meeting. There were a lot of things that different people didn't know. Nobody knows everything about financial reporting that's been involved before. Um, but there was discussion, you know, not only one was the fact that the uh, assessors never, and the treasurer never uh, assessed the commercial properties, which are supposed to be. So in year one. In year one. So they did go back and they were able to get money um, for year one, or not year one. Year two. Year, year two. Year two, they, they Set up bills retroactively, yep. collect that money, yep. and from now on, the commercial assessments are going to be part of it. You know, that adds up about $30,000 a year. So, um, I think the other significant point I would just add on that is they reported no um, really negative feedback from the business community. They did explain why the bills were coming late for year two. Um, 
and uh, people paid it. People paid the tax bill, so uh, that was that was good. So yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it was also the issue of interest or um, return on investments of the money that that the uh, CBC puts in, CBA puts in, and um, the accounting will be set up now that we get approved any money that comes to money that we have in there, which they former creditors is going to want to do. In the first year, um, the county you know, somehow got us some money to put into related that. That's certainly not what we would do. Mm-hmm. But from year two on, um, they were studying up the accounts such that they could track and have approved to us um, any investment or, or the income that the money is, you know, the money ends up. It's certainly a lot. Um, so that was happens. Um, we talked about the accounting format. And you know, allocate the five percent administrative, ten percent to each, and then the other sixty-five to the budget reserve. Um, we, we talk quite a bit about um, expenditures. You know how they will be recorded and paid, and a billing system, a, a format for invoices, and not one of all the year one folks grantees, so that they can allow. A format to submit um, their invoices in. Um, there have now been a separate line, line item set up in the account for each project, so we can track each project what they were, you know, allocated, what they were granted, and then keep track of the invoices that they come in against each project. Who's out of that? Like, yeah. We should Invoices come to me, but I haven't received any invoices because it's mostly through the parks system. Um, because those, you know, I I I received invoices from Spalding Garden, which is how they got paid first yeah. in front of us. Yeah. But each each um each category has a different account number so historic preservation um parks and rec and um uh, and affordable housing all have separate account numbers so it should be easy to track and affordable housing should be clear and ready to go but they haven't solidified their revenue I, I think so. I think that I think they just have to have a vote or something. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. We got it. We're talking about the invoices and sending the people the money. The affordable housing is going to be sending us any invoices because it's sitting in a bank account. Right. Right. Yeah. They'll be right. We yeah, have a grant so agreement for that. Yeah, yeah. well, right. they, they are getting funding for not specific projects. Right. They just have to spend the, that money that we have in the grant agreement going for that on, you know, affordable housing projects. And in that point, we, we're not babysitting them. Okay. You know, so they... they you pay that point seven in books? No. no. So, so why do we give some people money 
trees there to house them. Yeah. But other projects, we demand invoices. Two different things. One, the affordable housing trust is being funded with our affordable housing money, right. not tied to a specific project. Right. We are funding that trust with the money that is required to be set aside for affordable housing purposes. Okay. We can't use it on anything else. Okay. Spalding is in a different category because they are a private entity that is not a town board like Parks and Rec. Okay. You know, they're, they'll, be, they'll be doing like current on, they're the ones that went out to the RFP, they hired the contractors, they're doing all the work between Parks and Rec. Okay. And we are paying for that. Right. And so they're going to send us, you know, some at the end of Turner Con, they're going to say, hey, this is what we spent on all of this, and then we're going to write them a job. Okay. But it's so, but the Affordable Housing Trust is a different category. Okay. Um, because they're really funded and created to have walking around money for affordable housing opportunities. Because it's going into a trust. It goes into a trust. They can only use it for affordable housing. And so that if somebody came to us, like it was a developer that came for a project and said, you know, like the Hendry's plan, for example, said, you know, we would put some of these units in affordable category. We'd put a restriction on it if you would buy the restriction. Right. You know, but they can do that through the affordable housing trust. Okay. We don't have to do that. They don't get to get to meetings with it. They, they, they. But they're supposed to report to us in here. How they use my funds. Yeah, I mean, my representatives said, you know, five or six of them. And sometimes we've had projects where, you know, the CPA money can't be used for something that they were going to do. Mm -hmm. And they have other money that came from other places. So we can say, yes, you can do rental assistance or whatever, or buy septic, new septic systems for people with the other money, but not with the CPA. Okay. okay. So I want to go back to the, the meeting. Um, Pete, thank you for that summary. Um, there was also um, one of the things we focused on is getting an estimate of, um, and there was an email today about this, but um, getting an estimate of, what we're going to have to spend this year, um, it, both in terms of you know receipts at the local level, at the Milton level, and also the state match, which is a moving target, clearly. Um, and Pete, you want to describe that email? That, yeah, yeah. Well, just to finish up. Okay, this. all right, sorry. We also discussed reporting requirements. The state has three different forms that they have to receive. In fact, I feel like one we submitted it. Um, the CP3 and the, the town is filling out the CP1 and CP2 is different reporting that the state requires, but also we have requested the healthy staff has agreed to give quarterly reports to this committee, funding reports so we can you know track how things are going yeah. and where things are. Um, and then the last thing we talked about was budget estimates for 2024. Um, this meeting was back on the 9th of August, and I hope by now we would have a more firm estimate of what we would have, um, which you know is made up of what was carried over last year, about 130,000 that we can allocate last year. Um, the the commercial uh, income both for 2023 and what's projected for 2024, and just all that. Um, the current estimate of the state match, which is lower now because um, real estate transactions are down, so they 
Credit trees are getting as much money as that, but it's not building one. So, so all those, um, and I've been on them fairly regularly to try to generate something. Just today, they said they have to be tomorrow. But I've got an estimate that it's going to be somewhere between 1.2 and 1.3 million. And okay. we have to do this year. But before we get to actually making funding activities, we need to have to all right. That's great. That's great. The one thing I wanted to, in the email today, I think there was a, I don't know if it was a typo or not, but um, it said the estimates that the coal, the community preservation coalition is putting out is for a 30% state match. And I wanted to correct that. That's it's 20%. It's 20%. Yeah. So the, the, the email says 30%. So I just wanted to point that out. Um, it's a really a 20% projection that they're making because the, because revenue, there's two things that have happened, right? Revenue from the deeds is way down. It's running 30% below last year. Um, and the legislature, at least in their FY24 budget did not put in an additional appropriation like they've done many years of 10 or 20 million. Uh, the coalition's asking for 30 million in a supplemental budget. Um, um, yeah, so you know that will change things dramatically if that comes through, but that's a big if that we cannot count on at this point. So I think 20 percent is your, yeah, is, that's no, that's all right. That's all right. The agenda but, yeah. that we talked to them about, I told them that that was the, the coalition's estimate. Well, it's down 30%. So I could see how. Yeah. Could, yeah. Yeah. Yes, yeah. At this point, we're using 20. Okay. 20%. Hopefully. And, uh, right. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. All right. Um, any questions for Pete on the meeting? No, thank you. Yeah. Yeah. It was really good. And it was really good to see all the town. Um, personnel come together and um, because yeah. there was a lot that the company didn't yep. know how the treasury and we have a new treasurer now and yeah assistant town administrator but at least got so we we'll made it to that that's awesome yeah 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 so it was something he was he was sitting in the meeting and like. All right. So, um, okay, let's move on. Uh, report us report on status of grant agreements. So I don't know if there's any, this is on there as a placeholder in case we do need to discuss anything. Um, but I don't know if there's anything. Um, the old, is that corrections back? The one that is still sitting out there that I haven't heard back from them is the boards because it was ready, except we need to schedule of what not writing them a big fat check. I said, you know, here's the thing you're going to need, you want some of it for a pre survey, you know, survey of reconstruction or whatever. But, you know, we will be happy to give you the money, but we want to have a tie yep. progress. Yep. Right. And so I haven't gotten anything back. And Julia, have you heard anything from Forbes? Uh, they're not big 
and I worked there. So I think we better have the station the funding application after they actually did I mean, five, four miles. But I wanted, you know, so I just but I said here's the radio, yeah. here's this page that's gonna have this. Yeah. So right. make sure that that's and well, they'll, they'll come. They'll come when they're ready. Yeah. Meanwhile, we'll earn interest. Yeah. My yeah. concern is with uh, affordable housing. Tom being named as a beneficiary, he's not going to be a, a signatory, is he? No. Okay. All right. I, I don't want to see your name on both ends of the document. Basically, good idea. No, I mean, my name from now on, you know, Tom moved to the computer and, you know, no. So, Julie, Julie Kramer would be the signatory from the Affordable Housing Trust because she's the chair of that committee. Oh, you're not. I am not. Oh, interesting. No. Okay, good. But that's still in the works that that grant agreement. It probably means that the trust has to meet to accept the Yeah. Yeah. I mean, last I heard Josh said that they had a meeting last week and that the grant agreement is still up in the air. I don't think so. So do we have I was executed or there's only this fall. I have all, everything assigned except yep. for Forbes and the Forbes Health Trust. Forbes probably has to have a board meeting as well. I just have so if, it, if, the, if the trust met last week, I wasn't here, and I just wonder if they didn't have quorum. No, uh, they, they did. Okay. I'll, I'll talk to Josh tomorrow, but. You know, I, I keep nagging him about like what because he he mans that uh, that committee and he's like I'm like is it signed and he said that they have it's not complete yet but we've been going back and forth that's me and Julie and I have been going back and forth about the the grant agreement and unless it was like take out a threat well, you know it's like so and then it's like yeah I'm not sure what the status is with that okay. okay. All right. Um, thank you, Julie and Julia and um and Kathleen. All right. Um uh number seven is discussion of future format for full applications. I actually don't remember putting this on the agenda. I'm not sure how this got on the agenda. Did somebody suggest Penny. I think we had talked. To, yeah, I think we talked about it maybe at, at the site visit or something, Tom. Um, oh, possibly. <laughs> so, <laughs> I mean, you know, two weeks in Scotland, you know, my brain is. Right, right. <laughs> I mean, the, I think the question was, um, are applicants getting enough guidance uh, to complete a full application? And um, or to rephrase that, should the committee provide more guidance in terms of uh, format and questions um, for the full application. And in regards to the criteria that we are suggesting that we um, kind of vote on, it should probably mirror that pretty closely. Yeah. Yep. All right. So can I suggest that we, um, we defer this, we keep this on the agenda for a future meeting um, and defer this, I think going through this second year, final second round of the second year 
um, and with a revised scorecard, um, and perhaps even with our, when we bring some of these applicants in, we can ask them some, we could ask them that question. <laughs> would you, would you desire more guidance on the, the, um, full application round, um, and just get some feedback uh, from from folks who have actually filled out, um, and and that could inform our discussion. You know, once we we um, once we get through round two or year two, is that yeah. does that make sense to people? Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. So let's have this as a placeholder for a future meeting, not for all future meetings, but for when when, when we get past funding round. All right. Um, discussion of funding application presentation schedule um, and nine is set meeting schedule for coming months. So I think, you know, these are closely related. Um, I guess eight, I would ask the question. Um, and we, we, I guess we, we did this a little bit in the eligibility round, right? We did not invite all 23 applicants in. Um, we felt like some of the, repeat applicants we didn't really need to hear from. Um, so I would, I guess I would raise that question even for this funding round for, for the, for the second, um, the full application round. Um, are we committed to seeing all 21? I'll just say I wasn't here last year yep. to see the other applications. And I haven't delved into them to a level of detail since the decision already made. So as far as not hearing from one who presented last year, it puts me at a disadvantage, I think. Yeah. But yeah, that's good. Well, we we did that for that wasn't necessary. That was not to bias a decision about the second round. It was just sort of the eligibility round. We felt like, okay, yeah, we knew enough about that project to make a decision to just to, to move it on to the funding round. So, uh, so. is that where you're likely, where this year we know it's not enough money to go around to all the applications. I think it's important if you want to ask questions about, yep. you know, if they could do with less or how they, how would they manage with less or does it put them out of contention for other grants with less? I mean, we, we don't really have an opportunity if we don't invite yep. everybody. Yep. Well, we did ask them in the letter inviting them to submit a full application. We noted that money was really tight, but yep. many more applications. Sharpen your pencils. And ask them to look at where you say and yep. you know, really consider their budgets. Yep. I would say that the Affordable Housing Trust. I don't know if we have to hear from them again because I think pretty much uh, but there's there would be the potential. I mean, I part of me agrees with you, but uh, there's the potential, right? We may want to hear an early update on their conversation with Winter Valley, for instance. Like right, because we asked them to get we asked both Winter Valley and the trust to talk to each other. And that could be okay. a subject. Like you press this is a live project that's going to deliver. It seems that on a timeline is pretty, pretty close. We don't know when we're going to see the developments from the other money that they put on in front. Not that they're holding anything back, but this is a live project with 36 units, yep. right there, like and as low as 30 percent AMI, which is like we just don't see. So that's, that's why great. I'm trying to push the, you know, put yeah. pressure on making sure that this thing 
is at our forefront. I think that would be a huge um, win for the CPC to, to say that it's helping fund those students. Yep. And, um, that's, and that's why I keep bringing it up. And I'm familiar with the project because it came from the yeah, and they and they have some work to do, right? Because the eligibilities, the Winter Valley eligibilities, was was had scant details in it. Um, so, but I I think Cheryl makes a really good point. So I think let's. I just threw it out there, not uh, to bias the conversation. I I think the default probably should be to invite all twenty one for for you know to be equal to everybody and give everybody an opportunity. Um, so and it sounds like based on the discussion. And some of the nodding heads that we should just do that. Go, go ahead. Ted. Well, I mean, remember they're going to submit a more detailed. Um, you know, that was just a cursory sort of overview. Some of them have a lot more work to do. Others maybe not so much, but they but they all have some work to do to fill out the details of um, whether the project has moved forward. You know. Uh, advanced in the last couple months, but more detailed budget um, information, which given our limited budget is probably going to be key to us analyzing that. So, um, so there's some of them, you know, I'm, as you know, we tried to, and I think we pretty successfully held to a pretty tight schedule of 10 minutes or, and, or was it Mostly. 10 minutes and, and 50 and five minutes of discussion, or I don't know. I, I can't remember if it was, 10, 15, or 20 that we allocated, but we, we did hold, we, um, so I would anticipate an aggressive schedule. Yeah. If they choose not to come in, that's, that's their choice. We can't compel them to, we can't subpoena them. <laughs> Do you think it would be wise to remind them that the September 29th deadline is coming up and that they should show up? And well, they should submit an application first, yeah. right? Well, I, I mean, yeah. I mean, they, I mean, no, but that's uh, right. There's no guarantee we'll get 21 applications. Well, I think it's, right. it would be. I would assume we would. I would assume we would, but but there's not. If they put in an eligibility application, then they're sure to put in the funding. Sure, I could see someone. Yeah, I, I'm. I would expect 21, but I don't. I just nothing is a guarantee in life. <laughs> So, um, hey, on the projects that we published last year, they told me they're interested in the fish out there and where they are. Yeah. As we consider getting the right now. Yep. Yeah. Definitely. Definitely. Well, for, for example, the Forbes House is doing, doing is correct about having multiple grants that they're managing. I understand how this fits in. And if they're able to use the grant money, they received the last round. It would just be important to understand where they are. To ask those questions. Yeah. Yeah. Both, both for the Florence House and for the town of Lockham, they were designed this committee to be standalone products, depending on you know future funding from us. So like for Florence House identified phase one project that was completed in and of itself that depended on a certain amount of fundraising that they would be separate from us. I know they got some of that, but they got all of it. And whether they move forward with that project in any way, I think really helps us determine whether they're ready for another round of funding or not. And the same with the town lockup, the project was designed as phase one standalone project. And whether they made progress in getting that underway, 
will help inform us so that we're going to be more All right, so. I'm going to, for the purposes of this discussion, assume we're going to get 21 applicants. Um, we um, were able to do the eligibility um, round in three meetings. I would propose that we try to do that again. Um, that's if we give 15 minutes per project, that's 105 minutes so, times seven, 105 minutes. So that's um, uh, an hour and 45 minutes. Right? Am I doing the math right? Yeah, I mean, right, right. Some transition in between, um, some discussion, some approval of the minutes, you know. So we're talking about a two hour meeting. Um, I think, so how does that sound to people? Is that, um, if we could hold to, hold to that, is that too aggressive? Should we give them a longer period of time? Um, how about we have two three hour meetings instead? The math works. I'll bring snacks. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm used to meetings to go to midnight. <laughs> so that's an that's an option, right? So three two hour meetings or two three hour meetings. The one, the one, and Julia could speak to this. The one advantage I see of the three meetings is the um, it allows projects some flexibility of choosing dates, some a greater flexibility of choosing dates. Um, because if they can't, so you know, if we put two dates out there, and for some reason the applicant can't make either date, you know, a third week gives them, but. You know, give some that up. If we miss, yeah, yeah, that's that's a good point too. Um, it is like herding cats. Yeah, it's a schedule, a scheduling challenge either way. But um, if Julius sends out a reminder to everybody that the Friday night, would we in there maybe identify our yeah, I think, I mean, ho hopefully we'll set these dates tonight and then we can start publicizing that to the applicants. Yeah. Yeah. So then they can start again. Yeah. Because I think we want the first one fairly early in October. If we wait until we have it. Yeah. All right. Any. Hopefully, like in the fall, people will be more available because summer's like over and everyone's yeah. back to business. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, I think, I mean, we, go ahead. No, you think that, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, so there's two proposals on the table, not for a vote, but uh, two three-hour meetings or three two-hour meetings. Is there? I think we have to see what, what these, if, if we don't know what I, I do agree that it can be hard to get this kind of time in telling who the applicant is and who they need to bring to the meeting. It's only two days, it might be hard to get out there anymore. Uh, I, I also agree that like getting, if you miss half of them, because one means that you can't make one meeting, that's kind of a challenge too. But maybe we can try and make sure that we can all attend at least the 
So we want to pick the dates before we make a decision on two or three. Uh, that, that, that's that's yeah. We can get three. We can get three. I can't. I can't commit to three Wednesdays in October. That's no one said. No one said October. Okay, I did. When, when did we have? And no one said Wednesdays. Uh -uh. So I don't think yeah. I don't. We were under the gun last year. We're not under the gun this year. We've got a lot more time. There's no reason that this has to be boom, boom, boom. So I, okay. I yeah, that I'm sorry. I should have articulated that. I've been thinking. You know, I don't want to drag it out unnecessarily, certainly, but I also think giving us a little bit of breather in between meetings is appropriate. So, um, so yeah, I, 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 and I think, uh, three in a month is, is not what we should do. And then we have to have a fourth meeting to discuss it. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. But, you know, we really don't have to have our decisions. We have the, we have the calendar year. It's right? Yeah. No, so, the warrants for 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 the for the warrants for the warrants for the warrants for you know, February, we have through Fe end of February. So I, I'm not proposing that, but I'm just saying to Wendy's point, we don't have to do these all in October. I'm thinking if we did them October, November, December, the four meetings in that three month period, that's a reasonable schedule, I think, with a reasonable. Right, right. I think you might need to look at the calendar because we've got Thanksgiving and okay, so let's probably gonna find out there's not as much time as we think. Mm -hmm. That's why we're getting it over with the fall. I think if we could get all the meetings together before Thanksgiving, yeah. it should be better. All right, so let's the deliberation could happen between Thanksgiving and Christmas. So the three are getting all of the all right so let's look at october um let's start with wednesday at least because um that's what today is. Um, <laughs> October 11th. The week of the ninth. Yeah. The week. So the, the, the week of the ninth. Monday is yeah. You're all the whole week. Okay. When are you when are you back? I'm back on the 14th. Okay. So let's look at the the week of the 16th. I have a meeting on the 16th. But yeah. What about the 18th? The Wednesday, the 18th. That works for me. Does not work for me. Okay. 19? Yep. Oh, no. There's a lot of authors on the line. 
Oh, yeah, no, actually, it doesn't actually it doesn't work for me. I I, I shouldn't. Um, so we do a Tuesday. Yeah, seventeenth. Seventeenth. Yeah. Oh. That week's not good for me. I I could do Thursday that week, but. Yeah, I, I can't. I can't do Thursday either. So, so um, <laughs> let me let me skip back up to the October fifth. Yeah. Um. All right, October. Um. 23rd, 24th, 25th, 26th. 26th is 24th. Okay. 23rd, 24th, 25th. That's yeah. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. All right, those are the three meetings. Yeah. <laughs> I lied. Hey, uh. <laughs> just kidding, just kidding. Uh. <laughs> No, no, we should not do that. <laughs> That's the way they should do the other one. Yeah, I, I don't think I would do that. Three days in a row, I would. Three days in a row. Three days in a row. I don't think I don't like that. I, I'm just going to get it. Well, you can do it too. All right. Well, well Wendy, Wendy's idea of two, three hour meetings. So, all right, let's let's say the twenty fifth, October twenty fifth. It's a Wednesday evening. All right, let's just skip ahead um, two weeks, or um, yeah, two weeks, and say uh, uh, November eighth. Yeah, it's a Wednesday as well. Yeah. Do, you, do you think we might give the applicants an opportunity not to have a Wednesday in case somebody invited? Mm -hmm. Work Wednesday nights. Right. I think yeah. you sometimes you want to give options. What about the 6th of November? The 7th. 7th is election day. Um, <laughs> um, it's not election day for us, right? Oh, yeah. Right. No, it's just. Yeah. It's just for cities. So it's municipal election day. So, you know, Boston has an election day. But Boston. So the seventh? Yeah. That's a Tuesday. Nope. No, no, no. November. November 7th instead of November 8th. Absolutely. So, oh, you're making that. Okay, wait. November 7th? Okay. I mean, I'm asking about availability November 7th. All right. So far, we have October 25th and November 7th. And um, is the 8th still available for everybody? Let's do it back and back. If everybody's available again. If we're going to do back to back, we also have October 24th. Okay. Please not. No. No, back to back. No. Oh, you don't like back to back? No, I really don't. Okay. Yeah. I have a lot of other night meetings. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, the back to back that I had last weekend that I had plenty of those kind of myself a lot of The back to backs, if they run late, they are tight. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So yeah. November, um, so we so we have the twenty-fifth, the seventh, 
And how about November 15th or November 16th? 16th is a, oh, wait, no. Uh, what day do we? Oh, it is a planning board. Uh, 15th is a Wednesday, 16th is a Thursday. I have planning board. Just trying to switch. Yeah. Yeah. Or we, yeah, we could do the 14th. Yep, 14th. I can do the 14th. Um, I have a contact meeting that night. 14th? Yeah. But what about the 15th? 15th? Back to one. That's a Wednesday, 15th, November. 15th would work. All right. November 15th. So we have two Wednesdays and a Tuesday. Um, and then I think Peter, somebody suggested, uh, or somebody suggested a deliberation meeting after Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. Yeah. So early December, probably. So first week is town meeting. So say December 13th. Right. When the, when the rest of the board divides, well, when they're not going to do Okay. In December. Right. So, okay. So what about the 12th or 14th? Not the 14th. Uh, 12th is a compound meeting. Okay. 11th? Monday? That's an Okay. 18th. That's well, town meeting. Um, how about the 18th, 19th, 20th? We're getting a little close to Christmas. 18th, 18th, the Monday. It works. Yep. All right, December 18th. All right, I think we have four meetings before the end of the year. Yeah, 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 exactly. And the, the time frame of these? I think seven o'clock um, to nine. In person. In this room, in this room. Oh, at the keys room? Well, the, but there's no, the applicants come in kind of waves, right? They, I mean, some, some people sit through the whole thing, but a lot of times they come. Yeah, and then leave. So I don't. The keys room closes at, at oh, that's right. Yeah, 8 30. Yeah. Right. All right. I, yeah, I think this room can accommodate. What's well, the big. It doesn't have windows, which is not in. Not. So, can I just make sure I wrote this down? Yeah. So, let's go through them again. October 25th. Right. At seven. Yeah. November 7th, which is a Tuesday. And December 18th. No, we, you and November, 15th. November, November 15th. Four meetings. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, Wednesday, October 25th, November 7th, Tuesday, November 15th, and December 18th. So it's a Wednesday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Monday. 
schedule in terms of just different. Well, so Mondays for us. But. The first three are the presentations. Yes. Yeah. Right. So we have seven slots on each night to fill. If they all submit. If they all submit. Right. All right. I think that's great. That's a good. That's a good schedule. Um, do we have to? We don't have to vote on that. Do we have to? Okay. All right. Um, that is the end of our agenda. It's eight forty-six. I'll make a motion to adjourn. All right. Um, we do have to have a roll call. I have a motion. Any seconds? A second. second. All right. Uh, um, Jenny did. Um, so um, a motion to adjourn and a second. Um, a roll call, Wendy. Yes. Joe. Yes. Pete. Yes. Ted. Yes. Kathleen. Yes. Cheryl. Yes. Tom. That's Tom. Yes. The meeting is adjourned. Um, thank you, everyone. Thank you, Jenny. Thank you, Tom. Well done. Um, talk to you. Okay. Bye. Okay. So I can just leave this. Is that?